Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thank you to Mark Pogue for that intro. I love that intro. I hope you guys do, too. It's just... I don't know. It just kind of speaks to my whole life. And, uh, you know, I've shared with people before. Mark actually, I remember when that album came out. So Mark and I toured. Mark actually, uh, you know, was one of my guests. You can go back and look at his, uh, listen to his episode. A lot of fun. Mark and I toured together summer of 1985. Yes, I'm old. <laughs> I'm celebrating my 50th year this year. Um, you know, and then I remember a few years later when this album came out, uh, must have been about 1990 would be my guess, uh, you know, when it first came out. And then he just re-released. This song is actually the only song that's not a new song on his new album, Through the Fire. Uh, you know, but it's just really a lot of fun. And this was always my favorite song from the original album. And I like that they took this and kind of, there was an original version of this basically for them. And, and they took it and kind of put it on this album this time. So it's a lot of fun. So thanks, Mark, for that. Thank you for listening. And, well, and thank you for letting me just go off on that little tangent about Mark's, uh, Mark's song. Mark's awesome. I, I appreciate you listening to that, too. Um, you know, I just really am so grateful that you're here today. I really am. I, uh, you know, words kind of escape me a little bit when I try to express what it means to me that you would take time out of your day to listen to the show. I mean, it really is an honor to to come to you, to bring to you entrepreneurs um, at every level, people that you've heard of, people that you've never heard of, that are really making a difference in the world. And I just, uh, I know that it's a commitment of your time to listen to the different ones, um, you know, and I, and I appreciate that. So thank you for listening today to Thriving Entrepreneur. So there's always a couple of questions that I get. Number one is, well, what if I'm not an entrepreneur? Um, I always refer back to our good friend, Wendy Swift. Wendy, uh, thanks so much, Wendy. I mean, I just don't know what else to say. Wendy is not an entrepreneur. She has a great job working, uh, you know, in a field that she's incredibly talented for, and she's been with that company for lots and lots of years. Um, but she listens to the show pretty regularly and will give me feedback, and I really appreciate that. Um, you know, of course, my mom listens. Um, I hope for all of you that whatever you're doing, your mom is, you know, the supporter in your corner. Um, and so there are people that that don't really have anything entrepreneurial in their life. Um, and yet, as I shared in our anthology book that we brought out just recently, really being a thriving entrepreneur is about showing up. It's about being the best you you can be in the world. Um, because that really is the heart of what an entrepreneurial spirit is. It's taking that core purpose of who you are and making sure that it's out there in the world, that, it, that you're sharing it and that you are showing up as the best version of yourself in this world. 
Um, and when you do that, um, then then life, the universe, God, uh, you know, whatever religious background you do or don't come from, that's when they show up. Um, you know, if you think about it like driving a car, you can rev the engine all you want, and it can sound awesome. I even had a friend a few, well, a lot of years ago, actually, um, who uh, his little brother was learning mechanics, and uh, he was teaching him, and um, he revved the engine a lot to the point where they actually ended up like blowing a, a gasket or something or through a rod or whatever it was. Uh, you know, like I said, that was like 30 plus years ago. So, but, um, you know, the point being is, is that you can rev that engine. It can sound powerful and loud and amazing. But until you put the car in gear and you start moving, you can't really get anywhere. Now, sometimes when we head out in life, we're going the wrong direction. We've all done it. We've all taken the wrong turns. You know, uh, like Bugs Bunny used to always say, you know, I told you I should have taken a left turn at Albuquerque. Um, you know, there we all have those moments in our life. But when the vehicle is moving, we can turn, we can steer, we can use the momentum to move us into another direction. When we're stopped, when we pull off to the side of the road in life, as it were, um, and, you know, and that really isn't possible, but, you know, when we mentally feel that way, uh, you know, we can't make any change until we get back out on that road and we're moving. Um, I remember a line from, uh, you know, from a book, and and the person is coming to a discovery and they say, to discover that there was a fence in the world, even if I'm on the wrong side of it, gives me something solid and stable to base my life on. And the same thing's true with you when you're moving. To be in momentum and then take stock of whether you're living your best life, whether you're moving yourself into the right direction, that's the kind of thing that really allows you then to pivot, to make those moves to the area, to the things that you really should be doing, the things that you can only you can show up in the world and do. Each of us has a unique gift. We have a unique purpose. And only by living out in the abundance and the fullness of that purpose do we make the world uh, you know, a, a better place, both for ourselves, for our family, and for the world in general. Um, you know, I've said it many times on the show, but I'll say it again. I really sincerely believe that if every single person in the whole entire world was committed to showing up as the best version of themselves in the world, just that, just show up as the best version of yourself in the world, if every single person was committed to that, every single thing that's wrong in this world could be fixed. Um, you know, there's a few exceptions to that. You could talk about disease and things like that. But um, I think that really whatever utopian concept you, you buy into, whether that's Christianity or other religious basis, I think that's really what the concept is, is, is that we live in this less than mortal state where we make mistakes and where we get off track. And that's the norm of human experience. And so what I need you to do before anything else, before I say another word, is I need you 
to open up your hands as a sign of releasing those things. It's time today to let them go. Stuff that has been, things that you did wrong. You know, I mean, there are things that have happened to all of us, and we're going to talk a little bit about that too, but let's start internally. The things that you know you missed the mark. You didn't show up as the best version of yourself. You reacted instead of responded. Let, now's the time, now's the day to let that go. To literally hold your hands out in front of you, make a ball. You know, clench your fists together, you know, into one great big ball. And then slowly release and open up palms upward with your hands outstretched, wide open, and release those things. More importantly, release yourself. Forgive you, give yourself permission to be okay, to let it go, and now to move on. If you are mentally pulled over to the side of the road, put the car back in gear and move forward. Today is your day. We've all made mistakes, and that's okay. I give you permission today to forgive yourself for that. And then secondarily, we live in the world. We live with flawed human beings. There's just no other way really I can think of to put it. And because of each of our flaws, the people that come into our lives, some of them don't, don't treat us right. Um, and that causes pain. Some of them are very dear and close to us. And then they pass. You know, they... They either A, physically actually leave the body and are no longer here on this planet, or they simply just have things in their life that take them on to something else. Whatever the case may be, those are things that also can cause us pain. And so people both inflict intentional things on us, and other things come on us because of life condition, because of the human condition. And in both of those cases as well, I encourage you that now you can be freed from the pain of those. It doesn't make them any less real. It doesn't mean that that person that passed wasn't incredibly dear to you. It doesn't mean that that person in your life who came in and really wounded you to the core of your soul, the forgiveness for those kind of people, those people that have hurt us, it isn't for them because they're not set, stuck in what they did to us. They're out living their life. The forgiveness is for you. It's to untie the chains you've wrapped around yourself and let yourself free. There are people in our lives who were in our lives and are no longer in the body. They no longer exist on this plane. They're in heaven if you 
you know, if you, if you like me, believe in that kind of thing. And though we want for them to be here with us, we also know, those of us that are Christians, you know, we believe that heaven's a better place than here on earth. So we know that there's a certain level of joy that they were never going to have here on this planet. It doesn't make us feel any less. But it is a good place for them. And there is the opportunity right here today to turn the weeping back into dancing. Because there is a time to mourn, but there is also a time to dance. And I don't want to rob from you the very real pain that you feel over the loss of special people in your life. But I do also want to be here to be there for you today. To tell you we know what it's like to lose people that are so special to us. But we also know that there is another side. That you can come through it. And that you can honor them with your life. It's a really amazing type of freedom that you can experience when you release yourself from the bonds, when you forgive yourself, when you forgive others around you, and when you begin to allow the grieving in your life to transition from sorrow to joy. Each one of those things is something that allows you the ability to then show up in this world. And as I've said, to live as a thriving entrepreneur, in the end, the most important thing you can do is to just show up. And that's what I want for you. I want to see you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to WeHelp youthrive.com check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today welcome back to thriving entrepreneur this is steve welcome back you're listening to thriving entrepreneur we are talking today about how you can move right now today from the pain that you've been living in and break through to the other side. So who's ready to listen to some uh, words from one of our best-selling authors? I love being able to bring these folks to you so that we can really just share 
each one of us that thing that is so unique and so special about us. And to kick off today, I'm delighted to be joined by L.A. Roberts, her book From Breakdown to Breakthrough. She's going to talk to us about what it means to have that loss, that deep, wrenching loss in your in your own life and find a way to come back to life after death. Join me in welcoming L.A. Roberts. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. So um, I know this book is really near and dear to your heart. Um, there's so much we want to talk about, and I'm not even sure which way to start, but um, I think I really want to start off talking about your papa and uh, his part as being the co-author of your book. Okay, I'd absolutely love, love, love to talk about him. Um, Mr. Leon F. Howard Sr. is my papa, and he is an absolutely amazing man who has poured so much into me. Um, he has given me everything that he has as far as um, his wisdom, and it just meant the world to me to be able to honor him in this way. And one of the things that I talked to him about was writing a book, and his surprise was going to be me you know, naming him co-author of my book and to see his face while he looked at the cover. Well, um, unfortunately, I wasn't able, unable to do that because he passed away before that became a reality. But it was still in my heart to do that because I made a promise to him on October 27, 2016, um, after he passed away and everyone had went in to go and view him and, you know, and go and, you know, say our final goodbyes, I leaned down and I whispered in his ear and I promised that I would continue to make him proud and that everyone would know who Leon F. Howard Sr. is. And I, I would promise that I would let everybody know who he is and that I love him and I would just continue to make him proud. And I kissed him on the cheek. I rubbed his face and I walked out of the room and with me came that prompt. So that's what I'm doing now. And the book is called From Breakdown to Breakthrough. Um, so tell us a little bit about the backstory of, uh, you know, what was the breakdown and what did you have to break through to? Okay. Well, um, my year 2016 was very difficult. And so um, I went through a lot of loss as far as deaths are concerned and um, a horrible incident as far as an accident was concerned. And I was um, on the verge of kind of, you know, just holding it together. You know how we do. We um, put on that mask and we put on our cape and we put the S on our chest and we go and we help and we go and we help. And my breakdown was when my grandfather passed away, when my papa left. I remember feeling on the inside this break that happened, and it was so um, it was so real, and it was so um, it was it was horrible. It was a horrible feeling because at that particular moment, I felt as if there is absolutely nothing more I have to do on this earth. Um, 
I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave because I knew that he was going to be the one that was waiting for me at the gate. So I wanted to be with him. And in that moment, I didn't even think about anyone else. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be here. I was, I was really broken and really in a place of despair. And, um, I was really in a place of depression and my breakthroughs came in waves. Um, because I remember promising him, as I stated a little earlier, that I would continue to make him proud. And there's no way I can do that continuing in the state that I was in. So it was actually a decision. Um, And as you all read, there was a breaking moment when I just had to have a raw conversation with God and tell him how I felt. And I had to do some soul searching, and I had to pull it all out, and I decided not to hide anything from God anymore. And at that moment, I allowed him to heal me in only the way that he could because no person can talk to me and tell me it was going to be better. No, you know, there was no card that was going to make it better, no book, no, you know, song that was going to make it better. It was because I completely surrendered to God and allowed him to heal me from the inside out. I love this story. Um, You know, I think you brought up a really interesting point, and that has to do with finally getting to a place where we just tell God the truth. (laughs) Like we were caught in him, you know? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, it's funny because we think so, right? We, We think that if we don't say this, but he can handle everything. You know, there's nothing he can't handle. So talk to him. Open up. Let him know how you feel. That's the only way you're going to really have your breakthrough. But I had to acknowledge first that there was a breakdown. You know, that's that's like the first thing. you got to acknowledge something is wrong. There is a breakdown here. Okay, I know I'm broken. I'm this, I'm that. Now what? And that's when you can really open up and just tell God how you feel. And from there, you know, it, it was supernatural. And I just, I want everyone to experience that because so many people are broken and don't want to acknowledge it. They know it on the inside, but they've been walking around pretending for so long that they, um, you know, they just tell themselves a lie. And once you tell them so many lies, you don't know which one is really the truth. <laughs> It. Yeah, there is a truth. So true, and it's really important that we acknowledge where we're at because we can't go anywhere from you know from there until we know where there is. You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. It'd be exactly. like trying to take a trip to Atlanta from Los Angeles and thinking that you're in you know I don't know Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> you're exactly. gonna get on a wrong road. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, you are. You're going to end up in places that you don't want to be when your destination is somewhere else, you know? So that's a great, that's a great example of of that. You know, you you have a goal. Everybody has a a purpose. Everybody has a a role that God has them and a life that he has for them to live. And it's a great road, 
because we learn from everything that happens on the road. But once you get to that destination of victory, once you get to the place that God was trying to get you through, through all the pain, through all the tears, through all the, you know, the troubles, then it all comes together. You know, all things work together for our good. And so when you see that, then that's a wonderful thing. But you have to give the will to him because that's how you end up in Detroit from California and you're trying to get to Atlanta. <laughs> you try to drive the car yourself. That's very true. So let's talk a little bit about breakthrough. Um, you know, in your own personal life, once you were ready to be able to break through, give us some examples of some breakthroughs that you've now had in your own life. Well, the first breakthrough, of course, was me deciding to do what it is that I was called to do again, um, because there was a point where I just quit. I gave up. And I had some close friends call me and ask me if I was going to a conference in Maryland. And I kept telling them, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm not going to, I don't want to encourage people anymore. I don't want to coach people anymore. I don't want to talk to you and help you through your stuff because I'm in my stuff. And so the first breakthrough that I had was making the decision to go see if I still had it. You know how you try to, okay, guy, let me just go and see. <laughs> let me go see if I still even have what it takes. And so me um, doing that was the first part of my breakthrough. Um, the second part was deciding to put me first um, and really be serious about my healing, my emotional healing, my mental healing, because all of that took a great hit once I lost my grandfather. Now, um, everyone has that one person in their lives that they hold on to, that speaks life into them, that, you know, is is everything to them. And that that's who my papa was. He always would tell me that I can do anything I put my mind to. And, you know, his nickname for me was Queen. And he would call me every weekday or I would call him and we would talk in the morning and talk all the time. So he was like my lifeline. And so once my lifeline left, I felt like I didn't have anything. So the acknowledgement of that truth really helped me as well. So just deciding to go for it again and just keep going. And I realized when I continued to um, make another decision, God would open up another door. Like, okay, so you've gotten past this point. Now let me see you do this. And then I would step, you know, step out and I'm scared to death because I really didn't know where this was going, but I would step out in faith and he has taken me to amazing places. I've, I've met people that I've, I've, I've thought about meeting. I, I've connected with people that I've never imagined that I would. And they are some of the most amazing people on the planet. And what's crazy about it is because I've allowed my breakthrough to take place. They look at me in the same light. They look at me and go, you are one of the most amazing women on the planet. And this time last year, I didn't see that. But now humbly, with the way that God is using me, I can, I can really say, you know what, God, you have made me powerful. And that was because of my breakthrough. Mm, I love that. So what advice would you have for the listeners 
um, who have gone through or they're right in the middle of a big breakdown in their life, what, what advice would you give them? I would tell them that there is another side to this and just hold on. To be completely honest and raw with God, he can handle your truth. He knows exactly what you're going through, and you don't have to be afraid to tell him. And I'm not saying um, that it's going to be easy, but I am saying that it's going to be worth it. And anything that's holding you back, just let it out. Scream, holler, yell, and move forward. I want you to also know that it's okay not to be okay. So many people walk around every single day with this mask on, like they, they pretend that everything is okay. They, they have to, you know, put up this, this um, act, you know, that, and people ask them, are you okay? The first thing they say is, oh, I'm, I'm fine. Well, how are you feeling? Blessed? Highly favored? No, you are breaking down. You are screaming on the inside. Next time somebody asks you, are you okay? Say, no, not really, but I will be. Because it's okay to stand in that truth. It's just not okay to stay there. So it's okay to not be okay. But I want you to face it. It's okay to face it. It's okay not to be okay. And as long as you be raw with God and open up on a daily basis, every single day you will, you will feel the transformation on the inside. And that transformation on the inside will radiate on the outside. And then people will ask you, how are you doing that? And you would only be able to say, it was God. He allowed me to have my breakthrough. And now I want to help you have yours. Mm, That's perfect. The book is called (laughs) From Breakdown to Breakthrough by L.A. Roberts. It's an amazing book. You've got to get it off of Amazon. L.A., thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate it very much. Loss is something that can be so difficult for us to move beyond. It's so easy to get stuck in that place because the person meant so much to us that we find it impossible to move forward. And yet, on the other side of that, when we come through, there is a breakthrough, there's a new day, and that person can transition from being that hole in the middle of you that you don't feel like you're ever going to get beyond again to being the inspiration for everything that you do so that you show up even more powerfully in the world because they were in your life and because you've been able to move from that breakdown to the breakthrough. I really appreciate L.A. being so gut-wrenchingly open and honest with us, both uh, you know today in the interview as well as in the book. And I do uh, you know hope that those of you that are going through a loss, you will find peace, that you will then be able to move down that road towards the place where you two can have your breakthrough and you can live as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. 
You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being here with us as we talk about the process that it takes to move from painful events and break through to the other side. In the last segment, we were talking about what may be one of the most difficult things to come through, and that's the loss of someone special, someone dear to you. But, you know, there is that promise of the fact that on the other side of that, there is a breakthrough and there is the ability to come through. In this segment, we want to talk with another one of our best-selling authors, Chanel Chase, and she's going to talk about the one that sometimes is a little harder to uh, to talk about in public, and that's because sometimes we're attached to people who treat us really badly, and the pain that can come from that and the loss of self-identity and all those kind of things can be so difficult, but there is a place where after you move away from that person, you can then, as I said before, come to a place where you forgive them because by forgiving them, you release yourself. And in this, at the end of the day, today, all I really want is to be able to be the voice here that helps you be able to find your own personal freedom. So now let's listen as we talk with another one of our best-selling authors and we discover some ways that we can move from the pain that we've been in and live in a place of joy. I have an interesting question for everybody listening today. What is the purpose of pain? And is there a process for you to move from where you are to where you really want to be, even maybe where you're really supposed to be? To help us with that, I'm joined by best-selling author Chanel Chase. She's going to talk about her great book, Pain Process Purpose, The Three P's to Finding Your Spiritual Identity. Hi, Chanel. How are you today? Hey, Steve. I'm so good. Thank you for inviting me to your show today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, why this book means so much to you. Okay, great. So my name is Chanel Tate. I'm 27 years old. I currently reside in Atlanta. I've grown up pretty much in Georgia. Um, I played sports my entire life. And, you know, I've grown up in the church, but it wasn't until later that I actually began to experience God. So one of the reasons that I wrote my 
wrote my book is that I've been conformed in a world to where people may not always tell the truth about their transparent moments and how they feel on the inside. So even though everything was great on the outside of my life, on the inside I had gone through this truly four-and-a-half-year bad relationship, and it took me down a, a never-ending hole, really, of pain. And it was something that I actually went through that, that I lost myself. I lost who I was. I lost the person that I was going to be. And I conformed to the person that I was dating versus finding my own identity. So the whole first beginning of my book just talks about the pain that I went through. And then the second part, which is process, talks about the process that God took me through. And then how that led into my purpose. And I experienced a lot of pain. My dad passed last year, which was really like the motivation to me finishing the book and really getting it started. It was dedicated to him. And it was just really exposing the raw internal thoughts of what people may really be going through versus sugarcoating and saying everything will be okay. But really teaching people that it's okay. Pain is not punishment and how you can get through that and definitely lead you to a better place in life. So catapulting a person to our next level, what does it take, um, you know, to be able to move from where we are to a new and better place in life? I think, well, one of the first things that I would say, it takes patience. It takes patience in being able to wait to hear what your next move should be. You know, sometimes, like, we all get so excited. We may hear an idea. We may do something, and it may not turn out right. And nine times out of ten, we weren't patient to, like, wait and see that all through to make sure that it'll work out. I think that a lot of times people just are impatient, and that's something that I had to learn in my process. Another thing would be trusting God. Um, really, for me, I'm big on creating a one-on-one -on -one relationship. That doesn't mean that you're, like, super churchy or anything. That means just like you build a relationship with your friend or a family member, you build a relationship with God that can help push you, you know, to the next level, as well as being obedient, being obedient to your spirit, being obedient to God, being obedient to what you're calling, and then staying in your lane. I think that a lot of times we try to get all over the place, and sometimes it just it just takes separation and silencing all the noise around you to really get a clear understanding of what, what, what you are supposed to be doing because when you get in your lane and lane and start exercising your gifts, you have no choice but to catapult into the next level. So talk a little bit more about the concept that you bring up in the book about going through where you're at, through the storms and what you have with a boldness and courage. Talk to us about going through. Okay, perfect. So it it is so easy when you're stuck in pain to sulk. And when I say sulk, I mean, woe is me. I'm not going to get through it. I can't get through it. I don't know what I'm going to do. So what happened to me is that I was at my lowest of low. I went through that relationship. I lost myself. I got to a point to where I wanted to commit suicide. And I literally had to be pulled out of that. And when I say go through it, I mean accept the fact that pain 
that your pain is not your punishment. Sometimes pain is birthing a strength or a or something in you that you need in order to push you to the next level. So for me to go through it, I had to mentally psych myself out of things. So when my boyfriend told me, well, my ex-boyfriend told me that I wasn't pretty enough or I wasn't good enough or my dad wasn't talking to me for nine months, I did things like create affirmations that I was able to speak into my own life. So things like I am pretty enough, I am enough. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I literally did the complete opposite of everything that people were saying about me. And even though I didn't believe those things at that moment, as I began to speak them over my life, I I began to conform to those thoughts. Another thing that you have to do to go through the storm is you have to feel the fear of understanding that you're going through it but get to the next phase anyway. So that means regardless of my fear of what people were thinking about me, what people were saying about me, I had to do what I was called to do anyway. So that was another thing that pulled me out. Another thing that I talk about a lot is journaling. My whole book actually started off as a journal. So I feel like the people that are going through a lot of things, they have to find an outlet. And to me, that outlet was writing in a journal. It was getting my thoughts out. It was understanding that everything that people were saying about me, everything that I was going through was not necessarily going to break me. But I had to continue to write about it to be able to go back and read about it to find the strength in me. So I think that sometimes when you're going through things, you have to find your own personal strength. You have to find your own personal validity. You have to go through it how you have to go through it, whether that means writing in a journal, whether that means going out and walking every day, regardless of what it is, you have to find what makes you happy and then you have to stick with it because sometimes going through the storm is not always easy and it's good to find something that you can rely on. So that was my journal. And then I went into my affirmations and then I went into forming a better relationship with God. And then I went into a period of separation to help me go through that. And then on top of that, then I started praying for the right friends and the right people to come along. And then God started blessing me with that. So I think it was like a gradual stepping stone to being pulled out of a ditch. It's not one thing that anybody can do to go through their storm. And I think that's part of what you bring out that I really love in the book is, is that, uh, you know, your purpose is very individual for you and, Right. discovery of that is then kind of what outlines your process to get to your purpose. Right, absolutely. So talk to us about purpose. Um, okay. You know, I think a lot of people struggle with, well, how do I know what my purpose is? Right, of course. So I feel like in this world, well, spiritually they give us, God has blessed every single person with a gift. I mean, I don't know what everybody else's gift, but I know mine is to impact people in a way that brings them closer to Christ in my own unique way, which is my rawness, my story, my transparency. However, many people are good at many things, and I think that your purpose is formulated at the beginning of your gift. So I feel like the stories that people go through, the situations that they, you know, that they overcome, their gifts they all begin to play a part. And then what happens with that is you will be blessed with a mental capacity of what your gift is supposed to bring people. So, for instance, a person that bakes, 
their purpose is nine times out of ten to impact the lives of every person that bring you know that tastes their food. For me, it's for to impact the lives of every person that you know listens to my story. And my ultimate goal is to bring them closer to Christ because as a Christian, that's my goal. But somebody that's just looking for purpose, I would tell them to look at what they're good at. Look at look at the gifts that they have. Like some people think of hobbies that they do, and they don't see that there's a purpose intertwined in the hobbies that they do. Sometimes I believe that purpose is just somebody really digging deep into their inner selves and finding what they were placed on this earth to do. And nine times out of ten is staring right at them, and they're too afraid or too closed-minded to even look at it as something that can be their purpose. And I think a lot of times it's people are afraid of their dreams. So because their purpose may not monetize what, you know, at their current situation, they should look at the bigger picture, the vision. Because for me, it took a relationship. It took me losing my father. It took me going through all these things that ultimately led to God gave me a message and a story that's supposed to impact the people around me. I got to my purpose, and now I'm finding different ways to live through it in my own authentic way. But before I could get there, I had to be—I had to have the courage to jump out and say that my story is good enough to get there. And I think that that's where people need to tap into their purpose, that my gift is good enough to get there. So for the person who's listening, that... Uh, you know, the pain is not only real, but it's real new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they might say to you, yeah, but you don't understand what I've been through. And right. What I'm going through right now. What, what would you say to them? I would tell them that, first off, I would say I've been there. I, know, I can't understand your pain, but I understand pain. You not understand what it means to be low. But I would say that, one one of the tactics that I used in my book was I I began a thank you journal at the worst times of my life. So every day I started to try to find something good in my situation. And it sounds like really hard to do. And if it's just I woke up today, I smiled and I didn't cry. What that thank you journal began to do was when I looked back over it, I, I did it for 90 days. When I looked back over it and then I looked at my situation, I realized that there was something that was still keeping me in a sane mentality. So I would tell that person to start looking at the good in their situation and try. Sometimes it requires digging a little deeper because pain can overtake you. Pain can be something that seeps in and doesn't let go until you begin to take control over it. So that would be the advice that I would give to a person. Begin to take control. And then, like I said, try to thank you journal. Try affirmations. My affirmations were things that I didn't believe. They were things at the time that I, it was like dreams that I hoped that I wanted. I wanted a true, happy relationship, even though I was living a lie. I wanted to truly want to enjoy life, even though I was considering suicide. There was a lot of things that I was stuck in, but I did things outside of the normal to try to transform my, my mind to the next place. And then I would say to the person that can't do that on the on their own, to seek therapy. I went to therapy. I'm not ashamed to say that I went to therapy because I feel like God gifts people in different areas and a therapist is working in their gifts. So I feel like 
what they need to do is evaluate their situation, try to find the good, even if it's just a little bit, and write that good down every day so they can go back through it. And then affirm what they want their lives to be like. And on top of that, if that doesn't work, I would say go to therapy, get some help, use those exercises, pray, find a circle of friends that can pray with you. Because Sometimes you can't go through it alone, and sometimes you need people, sometimes you need God, sometimes you need different things that will help confirm the feelings that you're too afraid to jump out in front of because you're, you're low and you don't know how to get out of it. Mm. I love that help. Uh, you know, it is important for us to all understand that the pain we're going through is real, but that there's right. a way out. Right. The book is called Pain, Process, Purpose, The Three yeah. Keys to Finding Your Spiritual Identity by Chanel Chase. Chanel, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Thank you so much. I really do hope that every single person listening, that pain that's in you, whether it's from somebody else or other things, that you really can find your own process to move through it and move into that wonderful purpose that life really does have here. You really were created with a purpose. And I really do hope that you can find for yourself the process that takes you from the reality. Because I'm not wanting to diminish how real it feels right now or how real it is. But I do hope for you that you can find your own process to move you back into your purpose. That would be so exciting. Uh, I'd love to hear from some of you if you've gone through that or you're going through that. If there's things that we can come alongside of you and help you with. Or if you just want to share with us, hey, you know, through listening, this is some things that I went through and some things that are working for me now. Remember to hashtag Thriving Entrepreneur so that we see your posts. I look forward to hearing about some of your processes as you transition from pain back to purpose. And you learn to live as a thriving entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Hey, can I brag for just a minute? Um, as I've been finalizing the recording, doing the production of this, I just saw the cover for my granddaughter's book. Uh, I love it. You know, her mom, Amber, works for us. And, um, you know, she just she just took it on herself. She snagged her mom's phone and began doing recordings of herself. 
you know, because we're always encouraging people, record yourself, you know, be in the action, speak rather than trying to write. Um, and, and she just took it on. She's like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as the saying goes, a little child so lead them. She's got several books now recorded on her mom's phone. And um, she's in the process of, you know, putting out her first book. And we're going to make it a bestseller. In fact, she's going to be the... Um, you know, the pinnacle, if you will, the um, poster child for our upcoming extravaganza on Black Friday. Those of you that are listening live, Black Fridays are always the time when you can get good sales, but then you can come home and you can build your reading library all for free on that day. We've got a whole bunch of people that are going to give you Books that are going to help you, um, you know, with pain, with bereavement, with how to overcome things, with transformational messages, with things about your finances. Um, Tia is going to share with you her story about meeting her best friend and how they became friends. All kinds, all over the place, best-selling stories. I mean, actually taking, you know, I've been talking about it for years. Um, you know, my book, I've broken down uh, because it just wasn't working as a long book. I've broken it down into a 10-book series. And although it's been out because we used it actually as an example in one of our classes, um, I'm going to re-release it. Um, to be allowed to allow people to get a copy of it for free. It's all about passion, about how you can live your life in passion. If you aren't a member of Best Sellers Guild, you really need to join. There is so much great free reading material, great content, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And there's going to be contests and prizes, all kinds of stuff going on all day long. And the nicest part about it is, is that we're not going to ask on Black Friday for any money from you. So you can go out and you can get, you know, Christmas jammies and the special toy that's got to be underneath the Christmas tree and all that stuff. Um, you know, you can come home after morning shopping and you can have some leftover turkey and then you can sit down at the computer and you can get some things that will nourish your soul. Um, and I really do hope. But you have to join us bestsellersguild.com if you're not a member yet join our group bestsellersguild.com will take you right straight to the Facebook group it's totally free all you gotta do is just uh, you know, type in bestsellersguild.com ask to join and then we'll confirm and, and you'll be part of our group too because then you get to be part of a family see here's the thing um, statistically speaking I know that 81% of the people in the world have already said, I want to write a book. So, eight times out of ten, if you are listening to this show, you want to write a book. But here's what I also know. Out of those people, only about 5% of those people ever actually do write a book. So what I also know is that if you're listening, you've said, you've declared out into the universe many times over, I'm going to write a book. And then you just haven't. There's lots of reasons. All of them are good. All of them are legitimate. I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm just simply saying, now's your time. You've been talking about writing that book. Maybe you've been talking about it for a week. Maybe a month. Maybe you've talked about it all year. Maybe your New Year's resolution for 2017 was, this year I'm going to write my book. 
and now the year's almost gone and you still haven't done it. Maybe it's been two years, five years, ten years. We've ran into people who for the last 30 years, they've been talking about writing their book. And they still are at a place where it isn't out there. Well, now's your time. Now is your opportunity to write your book. And as Kathy always says, I love this phrase, as long as you're going to write your book, why not make it a bestseller? We would love to help you with that. We have a whole process. We have a great nine-week bestseller formula that allows you the ability. Um, it's, it's relatively inexpensive. It's a really fun program. Um, you know, it's both group as well as, uh, you, know, uh, you know, individual teaching type of stuff that really helps you be able in nine weeks to write, publish, and market your book. And the cool part about it is 100% of the people that have joined this group and done the program, they're best-selling authors now. We even have some of our people in this particular class that's running right now that it's working so well for them that they're going to launch their book early because they want to be part of that Black Friday extravaganza. And the program works. We would love to have you part of that. We're, in fact, going to talk on Saturday what's often referred to as Small Business Saturday. We're going to do a Write Your bestseller in One Hour Workshop. Totally free. Um, you know, there will be information. Again, you want to go to bestsellersguild.com and, and join us. Um, and you can then uh, register to be part of our one-hour bestseller workshop. So you can write your bestseller in one hour. And we're going to show you how. And then from there, there's all kinds of opportunities. And one of the things that we will talk to you about is whether or not the nine-week program might be good for you. Either way, we want you as part of our free group. Again, that's bestsellersguild.com. I don't do that because I want to have a big plug for our company. I do it because Kathy and I have a goal to reach one million people and help them be bestsellers through all of the different ways and all the different reach through all of our community that we have. And we want you to be part of that because we know you have a message to share. Absolutely we do. We know that you are uniquely brilliant, that you were created for a purpose, and that the world needs you. I mean, we like having you around. We want you in the earth, but we need you to show up as the thriving entrepreneur that you are in any place that you are in life. Kathy and I are here to help you show up so that you can live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We want that for you. We're here to help you achieve that. And until next time, I hope you'll have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.